Um, we, if this is your first first time jumping on here, then um, of course it's going to, you, you've missed the phase one and the phase two, but I'll just throw it at you to start with, to remind you. So we do a little bit of uh, what we talked about last week. Um, and that is of course the textbook cycle is 28 days. That does not mean that like Nicola said, mine can range between you know 25 and 37 days. It doesn't mean that that's wrong. It doesn't mean that your cycle is long, too long or too short, okay? The reason that we have the textbook one is just so that we can talk about, you know, when is um, your period, when is phase two, what's happening around about, and it is a very average amount of, of days in a cycle, the 28 days. So touching on what we did last week, which was phase one, that's when you get your period and you're at a very, very low hormone Day one of your period till around about day seven is going to be phase one, even if you only bleed for about four or five days. That's okay. All right. Um, and then when we talk about phase two, which is your follicular phase, so your early follicular phase is the period. Follicular phase is going to be from around day seven to 14. And what happens in phase two is the LH hormone, which is your luteinizing hormone, will start to rise, like push up the estrogen, okay? Um, so when this hormone is released, it pushes the estrogen up, which then allows ovulation to happen. Now, if any of you have been following me on Instagram the last couple of days, it was really super interesting because, as I mentioned in the last talk, by understanding your unique hormone profile will help you optimize your performance. And when I say that, I mean, whether you're performing at work, whether you're performing just as a woman and as a person, um, or whether you're performing in or out of the gym. So knowing how your body reacts during ovulation will allow you to approach that particular day or days in a more positive mindset. And that's really pretty much what I'm trying to do here is help women love their body a little bit more, all right, and understand that it's a, it's a phase, it too shall pass, it's not forever. This is what my body is here on this earth to do, which is to make a baby. So it's important um, that I understand what I'm going through and how can I work with my physiology and not against it, okay? Just everyone make sure your microphones are on mute, otherwise you sound quite uh, loud. And okay, so the uh, interesting thing I had on Saturday when I was coaching was a girl came up to me afterwards and she said to an athlete and she said, Alex, I had the, the worst training. I don't know what's wrong with me. And, you know, I'm, I'm not in phase four. I'm, you know, I, my period was last week. And I said, oh, what, what day of your cycle are you? She said, oh, I don't know. And I said, okay, if your period was last week, could you possibly be between days, you know, nine, 10 and, and up to like 12 and 13? She said, I'll have to have a look. And she went and tracked and she had a look on her, um, on her app. And sure enough, she sent me a screenshot and she's like, how did you know? And what we're learning is 50% of women are either super bulletproof. So one of my coaches, a running coach, she's, she dreams to have her race on, on, on phase two on ovulation, whereas someone like myself or like this athlete on Saturday, she was like, this is horrible. But it's not horrible. It's just give yourself one or two days, so 24 to about 36 hours 
when the egg drops, it takes about 24 hours and that's going to drop maybe two times. Okay. So you're going to have two ovulations maybe, or two kind of egg cycles. Um, and just be a bit kinder to yourself over this time, pull back in your training, maybe go and do a mobility class rather than a 45 minute hit class and work with your body rather than going, Oh, I'm, I'm lazy. I'm not motivated. I just got to show up anyway. And I've got to push through. No, you don't have to push through, not at all. Um, so understanding the follicular phase, phase one, bulletproof, feeling amazing, low hormones. You shouldn't have any cravings, so make sure your nutrition is on point, okay? Be really aware that this is the time where don't do the, don't do the uh, you know, 80, 20% here. Go for the 100. Really benefit yourself and focus on your nutrition during these two phases. Um, do we have any little questions in regards to phase one and two? Um, if you do, you know, let me know in the, in the chat box, anytime I'm talking, I will always, I'm on my shared screen that I wanted to share with you. Um, so if you have any questions, pop them in the question box as you go. So as soon as you think of it, pop it in there. Otherwise I will move on to phase three and four. We're good. All right. So moving on to phase three and four, phase three. Now, this is, this is an interesting phase because phase one is very obvious normally. One or two days you might have some cramping and all this kind of thing. Phase three is progesterone is about to come or it starts to come up. So after ovulation, which is end of phase two, your estrogen is going to drop down, okay? So super high estrogen in, in ovulation, which is like this, can cause headaches. So if any of you are suffering from like an estrogen headache, either the day before you bleed or when you're ovulating, okay? Um, make sure you're on your PMS stack that I told you about. This is really, really gonna help you over the whole course of your cycle uh, to kind of like get rid of those headaches. So estrogen is gonna drop off now like this and your FSH hormone, which is your follicular stimulating hormone, is going to start to push up in phase three, which is going to enable your progesterone to come up. Now, progesterone is a catabolic hormone, which means it breaks down tissue. That's its role. Because remembering our role as women are to have babies, um, which is a superpower, you know, it's a magical thing. But it is a time where if you are not aware of the amount of protein that you're eating to support your activity, you're in a catabolic state, all right? So really understanding that your hormones are doing things within the body because they need to. So the breaking down of tissue is what the progesterone is going to start to do because it wants to break down the wall so that you then the lining so that then you can actually bleed if there's no uh, opportunity to have a baby, okay? But we can support this or support our lean tissue gains or our, our body composition from all the sport that we've been doing by making sure that we're eating enough protein before and after training. So really understanding throughout the day, I want you to spread out your protein, yes, but focusing on fueling in and around that training time, which I will drum into you every time I talk. No faster training, 
zero, okay? Zero faster training, especially in phase three. So bringing that cortisol level down and making sure that, you know, we get out of that catabolic state um, by, you know, making sure you've got a good amount of protein before and after training, all right? Now, phase three, when we talk about mood and symptoms. So in phase three, your body's going to struggle to tolerate heat. So any of you can maybe think back to maybe you're on holiday or in the summertime, you're like, there are certain times throughout your cycle where you feel a lot hotter during a training session, for example, than you do normally, or you maybe want to sweat a bit more. Um, that's because in phase three, the body struggles to regulate heat. Uh, best way to do that is, or to get rid of that is to, you know, make sure you have like a, um, a cold glass of water, for example, or um, cold water on the skin with a fan will always cool you down. So you want to bring that kind of blood back to, to the center of the body so that it helps you cool down a little bit. Your sleep is going to start to slightly be disturbed um, because the core body temperature is a bit higher. This is going to start to slowly affect the way that you sleep. So you will wake up or maybe be, you know, a bit tossy and turny. Again, there are some great things that you can take um, to support that, which is natural. Uh, I talked about this in the adaptogen small piece I talked about, which is the, um, the tart cherry juice. Um, this helps you sleep a little bit if you're struggling with sleep in phase three and phase four. Um, also great for perimenopause. Just have some of that in really cold water about an hour and a half before you go to bed. That's your tart cherry juice. You can get it everywhere uh, on Amazon. And also you're going to feel a little bit hungrier during phase three. Now, when we think about that, why? Why are we starting to notice our cravings coming in in phase three? One, because of progesterone's like creeping up and estrogen's about to come up as well. And two, this is where your body is starting to build the, the lining. So therefore, to build the lining, we need more calories. We need more food energy for the body to actually build this um, uh, this lining. And rather than the body taking from the lean body composition, right? Because it's not going to touch your fats, that's for sure, because it wants that. It wants that to stay there and keep you warm. Um, make sure that you're fueling correctly so that it doesn't affect all the hard work you've been doing, all right? Um, I have some women who really, really, really struggle with um, cravings in phase three, even more so than phase four, by increasing your calories around 150 calories a day can actually deter that kind of that craving. So just making sure that you're eating a little bit more, your body needs it. You, the reason you're craving this food is because you're hungry. Okay. And we've been taught that, you know, we want quick sugars or chocolate, or I think that's just a history thing. It's just the way that we've grown up thinking that when you're hormonal, you eat these chocolates or marketing things. You need some protein, some carbohydrate, and I promise you it'll really bring the, uh, the calorie, the cravings down uh, a lot. So going into training, into phase three, if you like to periodize your training, which is definitely the approach that I'm coming at all of you with, um, I know it's new, 
and you have the same program all the time. But if you can just have in the back of your mind, what phase of my cycle am I in? What is happening in my body? And how can I approach this training session? So you need to slow things down a little bit here. Um, things like intervals, longer recoveries, example, like a circuit training. So what I have some women do is just do, you know, maybe six to eight reps of squats, and then you're going to have a nice break. And then you're going to move to maybe um, deadlifts, and then you'll have a break and then maybe push-ups, break, pull. So you kind of go through that hinge, squat, push, pull, legs, that kind of thing. Now, if you're doing a class, don't be afraid to pull back a little bit. Don't be afraid to say, I'm in phase three. Maybe you feel amazing. Maybe you're someone who doesn't even bother you. So you can go ahead, of course, and do what you feel feels good for you. But you might notice you need a bit more recovery afterwards. And that's okay. So rather than doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday training, why don't you look at doing Monday, Tuesday, and then having Wednesday off? So women need more recovery quicker than men or Monday, Tuesday morning training and do your Wednesday afternoon session. So you've got a little bit more recovery happening for phase three. Um, I personally would program for you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday free, Thursday, Friday, Saturday free and so on. Um, last one before I go for some questions, nutrition on phase three. All right. I really, really um, talk about like ice baths or cold showers. This is definitely going to help you recover faster because we vasodilate different to men. So therefore the, our, our blood comes to the surface and it doesn't go back as fast as it does for men. So by putting cold water on your body, that pulls that back to the center of the body, which is what we want to start that recovery. All right. So to speed things up in phase three, don't be afraid to get under that cold shower after training, really straight after training. It's a boost of energy as well, but it's going to pull everything back to the center of the body and allow the body to start to recover um, better than it would have by leaving everything to the surface. Um, that's kind of like my biggest biggest thing for recovery here and also how you structure your week in regards to training um allow yourself to have that extra recovery day really start to be okay with that and i have an interesting i don't know if any of you train with a whole group of men or you have a, a running group or something but sometimes it's very intimidating to say oh no um i have to do a different schedule or you can still show up to your session. So I know that all of you have your Monday morning or your Tuesday morning or your AMRAP and then and so on. I know you have your sessions in the morning. I'm not saying don't show up to them. I'm saying be mindful where you are with your body and what your body's going through and show up to that session knowing, okay, um, I'm, in, I'm not in phase one where I can really push and go for it. I'm just going to focus a bit more really on my movement. Maybe I'll lower my weights a bit for today and just really focus on my technique. So that's how I want you to look at it. Or if you've got a running session on the track, when you get to the track, then you wouldn't do the track session with everyone else. You would maybe focus on movement and quality of movement, like sprints, um, you know, driving with the arms or some high knees, um, you know, that type of thing that is going to benefit you then 
uh, either in your race, in your run, or in phase one. That makes sense. And mindset uh, approach for yourself in phase three. I've literally written down here, listen to your body. Okay. Really important. Listen to your body in phase three. I'm going to scoot back and I'm going to show you all on the camera. Oh, no, I can't do it like this. So any questions? Oh, yes. All right, ladies. I'm going to go through these because I think it's great. Um, okay. Where are we? Can't see anything. Okay. Do the phases still apply if we are in perimenopause? Uh, I've had a partial hysterectomy, so no cycle to work out phases and are on HRT now. Okay. So being on HRT now um, and, of course, not having your, your regular cycle, perimenopause, yes. So, of course, for it's a little bit different when you're when you uh, of course have had like a partial hysterectomy but you you're still having some sort of surge going through the body these these hormones are still trying to be pushed so rather than for you rather than thinking of maybe the phases so much you would think of what can i do to give my body that external like external stimuli the way that the estrogen used to do so when we look at, we're going to do a separate talk on perimenopause, everyone, because it's just such a beautiful phase and I want you to feel amazing. And there's so many great things you can do, but that's, I think, a whole hour on itself. But just so that you know, Tiffany, that um, you can then do things like plyometric work, um, approaching training rather than doing 45 minutes at F45. No. No, no, there's no external stress there. It's mediocre. It's gray zone. It's not going to benefit you. If you love it for your soul and you love the coach and the music, then do it maybe once a week, but don't class it as one of your strength sessions. Don't class it as one of those sessions that matter in your training program. Okay. So what you've got and in perimenopause, um, you're still getting some sort of surge somewhere, but you can actually get more surge and more push by doing, uh, you know, your environmental things like plyometric work, lifting super heavy, low reps, long recoveries. And then um, if you want to go ahead and do, like I said, a hit class or something, do it more for your soul than actually for your physique or for your physiology. And um, hormone replacement, I don't call it hormone replacement um, therapy, actually. I do it more of a support uh, because you're not really replacing your hormones. You are supporting what, what's not there. And um, you can also do that with your environment as well. So just change up your training a bit. Um, don't be afraid to lift some heavy weight to get that external stress that you're no longer getting from uh, estrogen. Okay. And that'll really help the body go, oh my God, I need energy. Let me reach into that muscle and get some carbs and that's like, and that'll change your body composition. Um, but in regards to phases, um, you can measure your body temperature and see what's happening, to be honest. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to look into that. I'll save it. Same here. No cycle to track and also on HRT. Emma, in regards to no cycle, does that mean that you are uh, post-menopause? Question, Emma B. Um, if I had lunch at 1.30 and workout at 4.30, do I need a pre-workout meal shake? 
this is great for everybody, actually. If I work out at 1.30, if I have lunch at 1.30, 2.30, Does Katie need pre-workout snack? Yes or no, everyone? Put your thumbs up for the people that I can see your camera. Thumbs up or down or you're not sure. Yes, she does. 1.30 to 4.30, bingo. 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, that's three hours. What would be a great thing for Katie to have before, um, before training at 4.30? So we want to get a protein dose in there and we want to get some carbs, okay? Um, I It's a hard one because you're probably not hungry. You're probably not hungry at all, but... A little fruit bun. So, for example, a piece of bread with like sultanas in it or fruit in it. I think we have them in the UK. You guys have them in the UK more than I have them here. And a little protein shake. That's all you need. Fuel your body. Fuel the activity you're doing. Give your body that energy. Don't be afraid to eat, all of you. Really. It, one and a half hour, two hours is the maximum time that I want you to not have a meal or a snack beforehand. Okay? Okay. So what I want you to think about is if you're like, oh, you're running a bit late and oh, I'm just going to go and train anyway, catabolic state, you're not going to change. You're not going to change your body composition, especially as you start to get over 35. No way. And in, between 35 and 40, you should be mindful about what's going to happen over 40. You should be so mindful about how you're training, how you're eating, how you're fueling it, all of those things. Don't just go for a run on an empty stomach. Three hours, no way. You will not get the adaptations um, that you are capable of getting. Get out of that mindset of running fasted or not eating for a long time after training is going to change the way I look. I'm going to burn more calories because, you know, I'm, I'm still, my metabolic rate is going really fast because I just did a hit class. No, that is so a myth, absolute myth. All right. The more you can fuel your body correctly, the more you're going to see adapt um, changes with, with speed, strength, body composition, and so forth. All right. It's a big one. Um, I crave food late at night in phase three. Yes, perfect. Okay. So, Catherine, I want you to try craving food in the evening. Also, was a big problem of mine. Craving food around, um, so I would eat with my my son around 6.37 and around 8.39, I was like, oh, but think about it. 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, again, it's almost three hours. And if I look back over the day, I probably didn't eat enough. Unless I really want to lose some weight and I'm in a calorie deficit and I'm like, oh my God, I'm hungry. Or I want to do a natural long fast, you know? So I know a lot of you used to do intermittent fasting. Um, you can do a natural long fast. So just have your last meal at 6.30 and wake up in the morning. You've had this beautiful natural fast. But if you're hungry in the evening, try increasing protein during the day or have like 120 grams of low fat Greek yogurt with a little teaspoon of maple syrup about an hour before you go to bed, hour and a half before you go to bed. Okay. So that, or um, this is really good actually. Get low-fat Greek yogurt and put a scoop of protein powder in there and mix it up it's like protein pudding. I think see some of you nodding your head going, oh yeah, that. 
Um, don't be afraid to have that before you go to bed. It's not going to hurt you. Like don't eat it five minutes before you go to bed, of course. Um, but low fat Greek yogurt, super fast uh, absorption into the body because of the low fat. Uh, and, and I think you'll really notice a change in yourself. Don't be afraid to eat. Uh, phase three though. Yeah. It starts to increase those calories in phase three. We will jump to phase four in a second. Um, and I also don't, if you can avoid dieting like deficit in phase three or phase four, don't be afraid to do your calorie deficit in phase one and two. So on your total method um, app, if you're any of you are in a calorie deficit, make sure that you have a think about it and say, okay, um, just going to bump up the calories 150, 200 um, for phase three and four, just to prevent those cravings. If any of you have binging attacks and you want to stay away from that kind of old habit, just bump your calories up a little bit, support your body composition, and then you can drop back down again in phase one. Um, Got to build up your tolerance. Amy, start with 30 seconds. Yeah, okay. I love how you guys talk to each other in here. This is awesome. I think I'm starting perimenopause as my cycle is starting to come every two weeks. Emma, yes, possibly. Keep an eye on it. I know it's super annoying. Unfortunately, there's nothing that we can really do to support that but it will start to change up a little bit. Just keep an eye on it. Um, if you've got any questions in regards to how's your mood, if you're feeling like really up and down and everything, uh, that's where your adaptogens are going to come in and really support you uh, there. So if, uh, again, the next talk with, that we do are on adaptogens, but if you really want to know now, um, make sure that you just send me a message on the gram with all your symptoms. Um, Unfortunately, with perimenopause, it's such a shame we can't say, okay, it starts at 45 and it goes for X amount of time and this is what happens. We just don't know because of the lack of research. So any of you that are going through that and a bit unsure or you're not sure, um, I really look forward to doing that one-hour talk with all of you. Um, and I do encourage anyone who's under the age of 40 to also join just to be aware and be prepared. Um, a banana. Okay, saw some of you here. Um, Emma, sorry, no cycle for years, not one year. Okay, good. So we're in post. You might still get some surges, though, of, of different hormones. Okay, I have not trained fasted in four weeks since your talk back then. Woohoo! Makes me so happy. You have no idea. But I do need time for your power coffee to go down before running through. Yes. Okay. But I have stuck to it. I know you say more plyo work in 40s, but I'm training for a half marathon. So following an 80-20 program where we run six days a week and 80% of that is zone one and two. I'm not even going to finish reading, Tiffany. what i just got like a hot flush so i'm glad you heard one piece of my advice tiffany with the drink <laughs> whoa girl you in trouble okay you are doing i'm sweating i'm sweating tiffany i want to give you and your body a hug 
and you lift three times a week. Girl, okay, right. Let's, this is great, actually. You know, I love when we've got like Play-Doh to play with. Okay. So um, this approach is very masculine in the sense that it works on men and, and it really did work on men for a very, very, and it still does. Um, it doesn't work on women. It's way too much. It is way too much, like, four days of running in phase one and two with two days of strength and those runs being one long run, maybe two long runs with interval and maybe technique or speed or a mixed run and, um, and strengths. Um, I'm not ever going to sit here and say, don't do this and don't do that, but I'm definitely sitting here right now going, that's not cool and you are not going to get faster and you are not going to get fitter. And I hope you don't get injured. Um, I would love to do, uh, to have a look at your program, Tiff. I would love to, if you would allow me to, and I would tweak it with my running coach just so that you can see. And I would literally write next to it why I made these changes and how I feel that that would benefit you in the long run. Um, like I was saying before, if you have a track day with the guys or you have like an interval run and you're in phase four, you need to pull back. Like phase four, my half marathon program for women has in phase four, I think I've got a, I've got like a no expectations run, which means you just go out on how you feel. You do not track it. You do not time it. You do not pace it. You do nothing. You go out and you see how you feel. One of the days, there's only five days training in phase four, and one of them is full mobility. You don't even leave the house. You don't even leave the house. Um, so, Tiffany, if it's all right with you, you do feel you're a bit slower. Yeah, babe, I can imagine. Um, you have the Manchester half on Sunday, so it took a rest day yesterday. Full disclosure, some weeks of this program are seven days. Of <laughs> oh, Tiffany, I'm like, I'm vasodilating. I need some cold water and a fan. Cool <laughs> me down. Oh, and I'm in phase one, two. I shouldn't be this hot. Um, can we have a call privately, please? I don't want to take over this whole talk because it's just too much. Right, Tiff, I'm moving you to the side. We're talking later. Where are you? Tiffany Ormsby. I've got your full name. Good. All right, team, um, just a big heads up for everyone. Way too much training and probably training on a male uh, training program, which means, you know, same same run every week, same thing. Do you, actually, let's, let's use Tiffany. How do you feel uh, the week before your period when you're running? Do you feel like heavy legs, um, struggle to recover? How's your sleep? All of those wonderful things. Write it in the box. I'm going back over to the screen. And I am going to talk to everybody about phase four. Phase four. Phase four is that last part of your cycle. And this week is where you are high hormone. Okay. High hormone means estrogen is high. Progesterone is high. Okay. These two 
work at our um, antagonists. Like they work really well together. When they're on their own, estrogen is anabolic. So phase two, that's where you build your muscle. Okay. So in phase two, really like that's where estrogen's nice and high. It's an anabolic hormone. Um, you can really maintain some lean mass there. So really push hard in your weights in phase two, but make sure you support your, your body in phase three. Cause I just mentioned progesterone's coming up, which is going to start to want to break down that tissue. So stay on top of your protein, two, two grams. If you're perimenopause, you're pushing 2.3 grams per kilogram of body weight. If you're normal, two grams, like if I'm 70 kilos, I want to be eating a minimum of 140 grams to 150 grams of protein a day. And that's really, really hard to get in um, just with whole foods. So as we move into phase four and we're in our super high hormone, what is happening here? Now, we have, um, this is always, the late luteal phase is always pretty much going to be the same. So we talked in phase two, uh, when we did our first talk, that phase two, the follicular phase, this is the phase that extends if you have a longer cycle. If you have a 28-day cycle, everything stays the same, but maybe one month, like um, Nicola said, one month is super long. Um, Again, that could be the stress you're putting on your body. So between that follicular phase of phase two will not be seven days. It might be 10 or 12 days. This is the only phase that will extend due to stress and so forth, like we spoke of last time. If you're unsure about that, go back to the last talk and just remind yourself. Um, so now as we move into to phase four, phase four, late luteal phase super high hormones, FSH hormone, which is your follicular stimulating hormone, that's going to be in there as well, pushing those other two hormones up. But progesterone is going to be the dominant hormone, which um, is not always the greatest thing. So moods and symptoms, what do we feel? Difficulty tolerate tolerating heat, absolutely here. So if you're someone who's going to do, like I've got some girls who have just flown over to Chicago to run the Chicago marathon. They're going to be in phase four, unfortunately, but we've prepared them for it. So they've got two days recovery before the race. So someone else in phase one would probably only need to have one recovery day before the race. Whereas if you're in phase four and your recovery is a lot slower due to your body temperature increase, not sleeping very well, um, you know, that type of stuff, then of course I would have two days recovery. Also, she's traveling at the beginning of phase four, not the best time to travel. Immunity is really, really low. Okay. Immunity is very, very low in phase four. Why? Because we want to allow foreign objects into our body, sperm. Cool, huh? So, being aware that in phase four, the body is allowing those foreign objects to stay within the body because we want to have a baby. Um, so make sure that if you want to decide to have an operation or traveling or those types of things, just be aware that phase four is, if you can avoid it, do it. If you can't, 
use your external environment factors to help support that. So making sure you're having enough vitamins, vegetables, um, food, and all this, this type of thing. Your sleep is going to be lighter, as we spoke of. So your body temperature is higher. Therefore, um, you notice uh, the change in sleep. So you may be a bit more tired. Give yourself the days off. Give yourself the mobility. Give yourself um, that, that freedom to recover a bit more. And your emotions, they are harder to keep at bay, aren't they? Because estrogen uh, causes self-doubt. When estrogen is so high, it causes self-doubt, it causes depression, it causes anxiety. And these are all the things that we feel during phase four. So please, please approach this week and be kind to yourself, knowing that this is your beautiful body and that's what's happening. This is my estrogen. This is my progesterone. This is why I feel the way that I feel, okay? And by approaching the training session mentally with, all right, this is phase four. I'm just going to, you know, do the best with what I can that I have in front of me, you know, because what you might notice is last week in, I don't know, Scott's MRAP, I think Scott teaches MRAP, doesn't he? I always see it on the Zoom call. Um, when Scott's teaching MRAP, uh, or strength session, how come I felt like, you know, like a superwoman last week and I was moving my kettlebell and I was recovering good. And then this week, everything just feels heavy to move my kettlebell from, you know, where it's collecting dust to my fitness mat. Why does it feel different? Because you're in phase four and I'll explain that in a second. So with your training, use this time to focus on technique, form, and active recovery. Please do not be afraid in that strength session to use the lighter weight that you have and really focus on, like if you're doing shoulder presses, for example, rather than that kind of heavy push, really focus on technique and breath, put your hand on your core. So you're actually doing the class with everybody else, but you're just being a bit more aware of how your body's moving mind muscle connection you're not pushing yourself over the limit and working against your physiology you're actually working with your body under fatigue because next week in phase one you're going to feel amazing and your body's going to move quite well because you really taught this muscle memory or gave this muscle created this muscle memory under fatigue in phase four if that makes sense so prioritize recovery sessions in this week in saying that um, if I like at the moment, I have a whole group of women, uh, training for high rocks. I don't know if you have it in the UK. Um, I think you do. So they have phase one, two, three, and four blocks. And that's how they approach that week. All right. So the week of phase four, also, like I said to you, Tiff, um, if you're training marathon or half marathon with me, then phase four is super sexy pace run. Sexy pace means embarrassingly slow, like embarrassingly slow or track technique work, like driving the knee, driving the arms, maybe doing some, um, some small strength stuff, but really focusing more on active recovery, go for a swim, um, anything that's just going to allow the body to feel good. And you will actually start to approach that week with a bit more self-care and a bit more self-love. You'll be like, okay, phase four, I'm just going to slip on into this week and feel amazing. Um, so basically, Amy's speed. Oh, 
<laughs> sexy pace, Amy. You sexy pace. I'm sexy pace in running. Don't steal that one off me. Nutrition in phase four. Watch your carbohydrate and your protein intake in and around phase four um, and really prioritize your calories during training. What I mean by that is if you're someone who trains like longer than maybe an hour, if you're someone who likes, if you do CrossFit, for example, or triathlon training, ultra marathon or a marathon, um, be aware that having a snack in between your training session is actually going to benefit you. Your body in phase four is no longer utilizing carbohydrate. That's why you feel a bit like sit on the couch. And you're like, God, I'm so lazy. Last week I was so motivated. I just, but you physically don't feel like doing anything. Like you feel a bit like you've just run a marathon. That's because your body is like really working with fatty acids and no longer carbohydrate. So you feel a bit empty. So what you need to do is to give yourself that fix of carbohydrate so that the body can utilize that that's in your stomach. Uh, and that'll give you the initial energy to, to move. So what's super interesting about this is, for example, Tiff, did you carb load before your marathon? And when I say carb load, I think a lot of you know what that is. Like, if, did you the night before have quick carbohydrates to carb load the body? Just out of curiosity. Is it in your training plan? <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Women cannot carb load. We can physically not carb load. Doesn't work. Does nothing for you. Don't bother. What I suggest always, so the next time you run for that big one is, you don't know what carb load means. It means filling the muscle with glycogen. So carbs come from the liver and the muscle. So when you need that energy with women, we can only pull from the liver. We cannot actually store in the, in the muscle. So we don't pull from the muscle. So what we do and what is actually working and proven is so the girls that, that that if you were running with me or if you were doing like a big event, uh, competition, then I would get you to increase your carbohydrates so that your macros are 60% of carbs four or five days beforehand and eat complex carbs like quinoa and bulgar and pasta, like whole wheat pasta, um, you know, brown rice, like all of those wonderful things. Um, that's actually the best thing for women to do crazy maybe stay away a little bit from your from your uh fiber like your lots of veggies just because you don't really want to be bloated or gassy um so three days before did you say yeah three or four days i've got the girls for example the girls in chicago i've got them car like increasing carbohydrates as of monday they're running on the sunday so they're going to be 60 percent carbohydrate for the entire week focusing on complex carbohydrates, not your, not your um, white rice or, you know, that type of thing. Um, so I'm, you know, just keeping them fueled the entire week. There's no carb loading for women. So choose. Um, Tiff, what about gels on your run? Do you have gels? Does anybody use gels on their run? Energy gels, anybody at all? 
You have caffeine chews. Okay. No, but I was going to. No, don't. Give your gels to your competitors, all of you. Do not use them. There is one, if you're going to use, if you're going to use anything, um, on Amazon is a honey and salt uh, gel, which is great. I'll tell you why in a second. And then your, um, what do you call them? You know, the cliff bars or like a date, or if you don't like, if you don't like eating something, then the, the um, energy tablets, Dexter, Dextra or whatever it's called that dissolve in the mouth. So women, females can't uh, break down fructose. Fructose? I think I'm saying in German. Uh, I'll tell you what happens. In these gels, it goes into the small intestine and it takes us so long to break it down. What happens in the small intestine is the body needs to break down this carbohydrate that's been put in there, this cheap carbohydrate. So it pulls water from your muscle to help it break down. What happens in the middle of a run if you get your water from the muscle is pulled into the intestine? You will get probably cramps. You will definitely cramps in your stomach. You might even get diarrhea um, or the feeling of needing to pee straight away, major GI distress, and you will not feel good. You would be dehydrated. So please, please, please do not use these gels. Start to practice on things like the energy tablet because it doesn't need to break down in the stomach. It dissolves in the mouth and then it's done. Okay. So they're absolutely fine to take. If you don't mind eating something that I always say, go for food, like little bits of dates and stuff like this, this will benefit you so much more and it will be so much better for your stomach. So please, please, please um, do not touch those gels, get rid of them, give them to your competitors, all of them, all of them. Don't touch them. Oh God, it breaks my heart. But yeah, please stay away from those. Yes. Throw your gels out right now. Blech. Um, have a look on Amazon. It's got a honeybee on it uh, and some salt. Brilliant. Um, also in phase four, ladies, you're not going to notice so much your thirst. So you're not going to be aware how, how thirsty you are. Um, and I think I also mentioned this in the last call. Does anybody sit at their desk and drink a lot of water, but also then have to go to the toilet all the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want you to try something for me. Uh, and I want you to put a pinch of salt in your water and trial it for the next two weeks. So just like a nice good pinch, like a good amount, like a good pop, put it in your water, in your big water bottle, because you, the water is just going through. It's not being absorbed into the muscle. We want the water to be absorbed into the body. So it needs a bit of salt to do that. Um, so I want you to trial that for the next two weeks and you won't probably pee as much because it's just going straight through you. And that's not what we want. We want to hold some of that water in our body to stay hydrated, right? So focus on hydration, especially if you're doing a lot of sport and Amy and, and Tiff and everyone who's doing the runs, please be aware of that in phase three and four. We really need to focus on staying hydrated because you're not going to notice it so much. Um, I have mentioned to everybody to, to put their EAAs in their water in phase four. Um, 
what happens here is it just pu pushes the leucine level, which is a protein, amino. Um, it just keeps that circulating through the blood, which is going to help you with just you're going to feel good. Um, it's just we need that circulating protein through the body the entire time. So in your water, put in your EAAs. It's got a higher amount of leucine in it. It's like a flavored drink then in your training. So just be focusing on this. Um, is the honey an energy chew? No, it's a, I think it's also like a, you know, like a gel. It's like a gel thing that you squeeze into your mouth. Um, yeah. Recovery in, uh, in, um, did I do it? Nutrition. We talked about that PMS stack. Make sure that you're all on your PMS stack phase three and four big time. Okay. So from day 14 to your end of your cycle, make sure that you're taking your PMS stack. Um, and then, you know, you can kind of take it every day if you want, and then just bring it down a little bit in phase one and two heel top energy gel. Thanks Maddie. Should I be taking the zinc and magnesium at nighttime? No. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I've heard that it kind of bothers people's sleep, to be honest. Um, did you know that both of those are really good for ADD? Is it really? Do you know what? I think everyone who owns a mobile phone has ADHD at the moment. That's what I reckon. I think I've probably, somebody said it to me the other day. They were like, oh, I just got diagnosed with ADHD. And I was like, I think we've all got it, to be honest. Um, that's super interesting, Amy. I'll look into that. Good. Thanks. All right, PMS stack, make sure you're on it. Um, moving into recovery. Recovery is very slow. Progesterone levels are high. It's going to affect your recovery. Please focus on recovery. And it's a deload week. It's a deload week. And I want you guys to be able to say in your classes in the morning, hey, team, I'm in phase four. I'm just going to be going through my movements today, not using super heavy weight, focusing, maybe even do body weights. Focus on your movement patterns. Are you moving well in phase four? That could be really nice. That could be fun. And mindset, I wrote down, I wish you could see my, my, um, my screen right now because I did it so nice. I wrote in phase four that I want all of you, I'm going to write it in the chat here. I want all of you to write this down. I am loved. I am enough. What else did I write? I am love. I'm loved. I am enough. And this too shall pass. <laughs> I must have been in phase four when I did this. This too shall pass. Okay. So phase four can be heavy on a lot of people. All right. But if you approach it, in a positive mindset and if you approach your training in the same way you will feel better because if you go into training the way that I used to for example and be like what is wrong with me why can't I lift what I lifted last week why do I feel like this the trainings that and you just have this negative self-talk rather than going in and saying okay high hormone I'm going to find my, for example, CrossFit. I'm just going to find my heavy squat for the day. I don't have no one PR, no two rep max, no comparing to the week before. This week is recovery focused. It should be a deload week. 
for everybody unless you are competing in that week. If you are not competing in that week, then just go to deload. Do what your body wants you to do. You know if you're being lazy or not. You know that. Deep down, you know. But if you're like, you know what, I'm going to go and do yoga, I promise you, you will feel so much better the following week because you've actually allowed your body to do what it's supposed to do. So questions? Any more? Um, I think it depends on the type of magnesium. Some good for sleep, other more mind-focusing, so not so good for nighttime. I have all of my stuff in the morning just because most of my adaptogens are also quite good in the morning as well um, to kind of pet me up a little bit. Right. I think everybody's kind of jumping off now, right? Can you do another post like you did for the phase four training on your grid, please? On my grid? Oh, on the, the phase four one where I did the workout, you mean? The strict, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to do, um, so I normally just go with whatever I post. Normally, you know what phase I'm in because I'll be posting of what phase I'm in. So um, I'll do one now each week again. So we've got phase four. I'll do phase one, two, three. Um, so you can have a look at that. Um, that was ace. I'm in sync with you. So it's perfect. <laughs> right. That's so good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, any other questions? I've got, I've got a bit of time. If you go, I, I know that some of you got to jump off cause it's nine o'clock, but if anyone else has anything you want to say, we just did everything on phases one, two, three, and four. Yeah. I'm going to try and get that, um, sent over to, um, Scott, so that you can see my lovely presentation, it'll help you. But the next talk we're going to do is going to be on adaptogens. What was your training plan this week while you're in phase one? Heavy. Okay, so I'm in a strength cycle. So what I do, the way that I program, I'm going to read it to you. Um, I have options in my programming, depending on what phase you're in. So that means like, if you're in phase one, then you're going to go with the um, the weightlifting, which is the heavy squat. So it's heavy. I did heavy back squat and heavy front squat today. And then I did technique work on my snatch. Okay. So an Olympic lift, not too heavy. It's okay, but more so on the bar path. Then I did gymnastics conditioning. So I did really high volume, which I would not do if I was in phase four. Okay, so I really pushed myself to the limit today that I went to failure. Uh, and also then normally I would do a workout capacity, which is quite high volume conditioning for like 40 minutes. So like a 300 meter run with a one minute break, 300 meter run, one minute break for like six kilometers. So that, again, I would not do in phase four. And then, for example, tomorrow, um, you have the, uh, then I would have the option, I'm going to do a Metcon tomorrow. So still being in phase one, I'm going to lift in the morning. So I might do some Olympic lifting first, but I'm going to go for a heavy complex. I feel good. I fueled well. Um, I felt great today. So I'm going to move into a heavy complex and then I'm going to hit it at the end with a Metcon. So I'll be pretty finished by the end of the session tomorrow. And then I will do a double session and I will do a gymnastics conditioning in the evening. 
phase three and four, I will not do a double session in the day and I'll start to taper it. So if you can imagine my drink bottle, I go phase one and two, I'm going to peak. And then phase three and four, I'm going to drop off. Yeah. So I will start to approach phase three. I'll look at the programming and I will cherry pick. Everything that has to do with technique, gymnastic pictures, hanging on the bar, strict toe to bar, um, holding my handstand, strengthening my shoulders, doing a lot of midline core work, uh, maybe some you know animal movement stuff, bar path, um, maybe a short little sprint interval here and there, sexy pace, run or swim, lots of mobility. So thinking of that pyramid going up the mountain for phase one and two, and learning how to back off on phase three and four. To be honest, the hardest part is if you're in a group to actually say and not do the program that's on hand as hard as you probably would. Just think about if I'm in phase three and I'm doing the AMRAP, yeah? Sexy pace, lower my weights, go through the movement patterns. You can still show up. You can still do the workout, but just approach it differently. And Tiff, I think with your running, um, if Tiffany's still on there, um, be aware, or maybe not, be aware of, you don't have to have the, the protein shake before. You can even just have a piece of dried fruit before that run if you want. That'll also bring your cortisol down and your heart rate as well. Did anyone try bringing your heart rate down, like looking at your heart rate if you eat in the morning? No. Brings your heart rate down if you go for training. It's quite, quite insane. Oh, Tiffany said yes. All right. Any, anything else? What's your typical day of food like this week? Okay. So food, my weakness is lunchtime. That's why I always like to do a big meal prep for lunches. I'll normally do like a, a, a bolognese that lasts me for three days because I don't care. I come from bodybuilding and I come dancing. I didn't eat. Then I went into bodybuilding where I just ate the same thing. And then I come to where I am now where I fuel for performance, not for an aesthetic appearance. So I will do a massive, uh, normally a bolognese. Um, but today was oats. Like I did a big power smoothie this, this morning. I put everything in the blender and blended it. Frozen berries, um, Greek yogurt or skir, oats, uh, almond milk, a banana, protein powder blended that up drank it and a coffee then I went and trained straight after training um actually no I I had an intra snack in the middle of my training session because it was two hours long um, straight after training I had a quick protein shake and a banana then went home so I opened up that recovery window which allowed me then to be able to have a shower do a couple of things um, and then have some lunch. And I just did a tuna pasta salad. So all the, the pasta in there, a whole tin of tuna, super simple. And then just a little bit of salad and tomatoes. That's all I had. I mean, all I had. Um, then in the afternoon, I had protein pancakes with uh, apple. And then for dinner, I did a whole lot of roasted veggies from my uh, Lifting Women recipe book. So I did like... Um, Sweet potato, just chop everything up. Just chop it all up, mix it with a little bit of olive oil, put it in the oven and then grilled some chicken. And then I crumbled the feta over the top of the um, 
uh, <laughs> you guys are hungry. Everyone's nodding. And then I put the veggies uh, back in the oven. And I like we do try and cook. I was with my boyfriend tonight, but try and cook double. So that's a perfect lunch for tomorrow because I know lunch is my weakness and lunch is what I miss. If I'm going to miss something, I miss it. And then my performance is hindered. So if I make double while I'm cooking, then I just put it in a container and I've got lunch the next day. My son eats the same food. Um, and then I'm going to have some Greek yogurt and berries before I go to bed. So I try and get 2,400, 2,500 in for the day. Um, but I do struggle. And there are some days where I'm really bad, ladies. There are days where I really am really, really bad. And the next day I suffer. My training is bad. I get a bit disappointed in myself um, because I don't train for an aesthetic appearance anymore. I really train to support my physiology and, and the training that I'm doing. Um, I did that veggie chicken feta. Yeah, how good is that? I know. Um, how long before your morning workout should you have the power coffee? I really need to start getting up and fueling before you do, April. Do you know what? Go slow. So everyone's a little bit different with your digestion and it doesn't have to be big. Like that little, that little lifting women uh, morning orgasm is sip on it. Uh, try something smaller than that first, try half a banana, try a piece of dried fruits and just start to get your digestive system ready. But if you can get some protein in before you're live, you move out of the catabolic state. Otherwise you're not going to change your body composition. And the older we get, the faster we start to lo lose lean mass. We have to support it by eating protein. You just have to. Can you get my recipe book in the UK? It's just in at the moment. It's just on my um, on my app where I have everybody uh, where I do my online coaching. But we're working on it, and yes, you'll be able to get it. Um, we're working on that one. Oats are life as well. You'll have a lot of oat recipes in there. I love all these questions. Anything else? I'm happy to eat the same thing multiple times a week too. Yeah, I did a program for someone recently and the, after two weeks, I gave them five options for breakfast, lunch, dinner and snack. And after two weeks, they were like, can I have some new recipes? I was like, did you eat them all? I eat the same thing for breakfast, lunch and dinner, I think every day. Protein, protein. That's what you should be tracking. Um, I'm on 1,450 God, I wish I could train enough to have 2,500. Amy, 1,450 calories for how long? See, how long have you been on that for? I know that the Total app does that. Um, I spoke to Scott about it. Um, do you guys only, I was talking to Amelia the other day, when you're on 1,400 calories, you know that a baby needs 1,000 calories to survive. Just saying. Um, can I please ask what's the power coffee? Oh, Alexandra. Yes. Nice name, by the way. I'm going to write it in the group here. Um, yeah. One second. Look at all these wonderful things coming through. Yes, I do. I do. And any of you that didn't get your questions in tonight, just send me a message on Instagram. I'm going to work out a... Um, uh, a way through Scott that you guys can also then book in with me to do like a private consultation. 
So you'll fill out a questionnaire um, and then you can, if you want to, if you, we can book in, I can just tweak what you're doing at the moment. So that's kind of what I've been doing. So keep you on your total page, keep you on your, your workouts in the morning, but how do we tweak around all of that so that you're actually showing up for your body the way you should? So you've got, um, Alexandra, you ready? You got one scoop of chocolate. We decided on chocolate, didn't we? Chocolate protein powder. Then we've got half a frozen banana. Cut your bananas up into little slices. Then we've got one shot of coffee and then 150 ml of almond. Don't be afraid to have sweetened almond milk in the morning. It's carbohydrate. Your body needs it. And then blend that together and it's seriously an orgasm. It's amazing. What else? Do you have the protein pancake recipe or is it a mix you use? There's lots of different ones you can use. Like when I say, like I don't put protein powder in there. Oh, um, use egg whites and eggs and all that kind of stuff. That's your best way. Banana, like if you mash up, blend up, oh, do you know what's really good? Egg whites and just banana and you blend it up. Have you ever done that and then made a pancake? It's amazing. Um, but you can do oats. I like to use like uh, um, oat powder, like uh, food spring, do like a blended oat powder or blend your oats up in the blender. So it's like, like, a, like a flour. So it's it's a it's a special taste. Some of you might not like it. And then lots of egg whites and some eggs. Um, definitely put a banana in there, blend that up as well. It gives it like a moisture kind of taste. And then my boyfriend sliced ap apples and cooked them as well and put them in there. Awesome. Is the tart cherry drink or can you have uh, the capsules? No, the drink. Buy the liquid tart cherry juice. You can get it on Amazon. What it does is it helps stimulate the natural melatonin in the body. This is a goldmine and no one uses it. Tart cherry juice, perimenopause, anyone who's struggling sleeping, get it in your bod. Um, you'll see on the back, it's got, I think, how much you mix with water. If you're in perimenopause and you're getting um, the hot flashes at night, Put it in really, really cold water an hour and a half before you go to bed and drink it, uh, and that'll help you sleep better as well because it's really cold, so it brings all that blood back to, to the center. Um, so it helps with hot flashes, but it also will definitely improve your sleep. I've got a couple of girls who had some trauma, um, and I've got them on the tart cherry juice, and it's just been a game changer for them to sleep. Don't take melatonin tablets for women. Um, find more of a natural approach, which the tart cherry juice is golden. It's really, it's like just not, no one makes money on it. That's why it's not promoted. It's annoying. Um, fab, thank you. You're welcome. Um, what is a typical calorie range for people who work with, who are five, seven? Mine is still fat loss calories. I probably realistically eat 15 to 1600 but I'm set at 14.50. Okay, so, I mean, it's so difficult to, to say because you are going to be, that's a massive calorie deficit and, and it will work for sure. What you can do is also um, 
ask yourself the question, you know, am I really sticking to this and am I getting enough protein in this, in this low calorie? Um, because your total app is going to calculate for you um, how much you, 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 you know, you're going to eat. And a lot of those calculators do do that. Uh, unfortunately, I don't want to speak against a particular app or anything like this. Um, but I do promote normally a little bit more calories than that, um, to be honest. And you can get that through. Yeah, it's I mean, it's hard for me to say here because, you know, I don't want to say anything against something. And um, I if I put someone on a calorie that low, it would be for quite a short period of time and probably only in phase one and two. And then I would support your physiology a bit more. But these are all wonderful things that, you know, Scott and I are, um, have in the pipeline for all of you to, to really start to help support women uh, and move away from that kind of what's been researched on men and really start to, to help you guys. So um, keep your ears open for that. Um, and Amy, yeah, you send me a message also on Instagram and, uh, and, and we can have a chat on there as well. But um it's kind of hard when when I don't know your history and what exactly that you're doing. But don't focus too much on your training being what changes your body, okay? This is for everyone. Try and focus on the neat exercise outside. So do I walk to work? Do I ride my bike to work? Do I take the stairs? Um, all of those things are so much more um body positive than when you go training because when you go training you're under a stressed state that is the, the most stress you can put on your body so you're not going to get your adaptations your speed changes or any of those things during that hour you're going to change your body in the 23 hours around that hour of training so put your focus there and not on that one hour don't show up to to training because you ate a cookie don't you dare do that all right don't be like, okay, I'm going to walk on the thing because I had two cookies. And no, just eat the cookie in and around training. So you got some fuel for training. And then your body can utilize it. If that makes sense. I guess I'm at the point where I'm a bit lean and not knowing. Yeah, you're probably ready to bump it up a bit. Put on a bit of beef in a good way. Be surprised, actually. And you can move up super slow and do it in your high hormones. Um, you know, just bump it up a little bit and see how it goes or talk to Scott on, you know, if you wanted to increase and start to gain a bit and, and support lean mass, um, how would I do it and which, which direction do I go? Um, I've got a couple of the turtles on, on uh, lifting women, uh, just diving a bit deeper into, you know, uh, muscle gain and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm sure just ask, ask and they'll, they'll definitely, I think, guide you in the right direction there. Look at this week. It's 2121. That's supposed to be a positive thing. God, we could talk for hours, couldn't we? Right. So I'm going to cut you all off here. I'm just like, oh, some of you are just sitting here. It's just so great, isn't it? I love it. Um, the, in two weeks, I think I'll jump into adaptogens because that I got so much messages, so many messages regarding adaptogens after the last call. So if any of you guys are listening to this afterwards, um, just send me a quick, yes, Alex would love the talk on adaptogens. Or if you have an idea um, of something that you, I mean, you guys are in your community, you guys communicate with yourselves uh, amongst each other. Please let me know what you want to know. I will tell you if I know, I will find out if I don't know. Um, this, I think this 
what we build here every two weeks. I really want it to be a place where, you know, we grow and, and start to understand and bring a bit more quality of life to the different phases of our lives. Oh, adaptions is a good one too, I think so too. Because I'll tell you how to pair them. We'll go through all the symptoms like brain fog, anxiety, depression. We'll go through everything. It doesn't matter how old you are, you can use them. Uh, I'll tell you the people who can and who can't use them and wh how, when you should ask your doctor. The dosages, I'll go through how much and I'll finally learn how to share this goddamn screen. All right. Thanks, ladies. Oh, great. I love it. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye.